This is the Red on Red podcast on redfm.ie. This week on the podcast, we're talking with Cork Zine Fair curator and event zine editor, Oriane Dubot.
Elaine Malone with Mindless taken from her new EP Land released this past weekend just before her appearance at Electric Picnic followed by Crevice with Black Box taken from their In Heart album released at the tail end of last year via Fort Evil Fruit this is Red on Red Cork's new music podcast dropping every Wednesday via redfm.ie as well as iTunes Google Podcasts and other podcasting platforms my name is Mike McGrath-Brien and for the next hour or so we're going to be chatting in Studio 4 of Red FM Studios with Cork Zine Fair director, event poetry zine editor, because it's event and not avant, as uh, <laughs> a lot of us have been making the mistake of, and Dead Pigeon Club member, Oriane Dubot. Oriane, hey. ça va? Yeah, excellent. How are you? Grand, now, uh, that's about the extent of my French, unfortunately. So that's it's very good. That's very good. Um, <laughs> it's been a busy time for you as of recent. You've just... Started making the first announcements for Cork Zine Fair, which is happening in October at St. Peter's. Maybe kind of give us the skinny about it. Yeah, so uh, Cork Zine Fest or Fair called Doppelganger. Um, it's about, it's focused on um, like activism through DIY prints and zines. Uh, but you know, zines are about so many different things. So it's like there's a, there's a pop up zine library. Um, We've zines from loads of different countries, like all around the world, and there'll be a chat as well. There'll be um, a, a panel talk with Decky Sinish, uh, Natalia uh, from Woven Skull. So, like, there's a Brilliant. whole music scene involved. There's Anto as well, who wrote Loserdom for people who followed zines yeah. in Ireland. Uh, yeah, loads of different people. Uh, William from Core Community Art Link. So, yeah, loads cool. of things happening. There'll be like uh, documentary screenings. Well, yeah, just show up on the 20th of October and you'll see like... Unreal. We'll talk a little bit about it in more detail. Uh, you also have the new issue of Event Zine, which is out now via Rebel Reads, Soma, Bunker Vinyl, etc. Right. Um, maybe give us a quick run through of what's in the new issue. It's two of us. It's Jonathan Crean um, and myself. He created the zine... I only started working on it from the second issue, which is the one you read last year okay. in November. Um, and we do, yeah, we're just like really interested in visual arts and poetry. And we kind of call out for submissions online on Twitter and give just a word as a theme. But then whatever your interpretation of that theme is, is good enough for us. Like it's, you know, it's pretty open. So this zine is about, the, the theme is Pulse. And yeah, we got people uh, from the UK, from Ireland, from Dublin, from Cork, from France, I think, from the US. Got contributors from everywhere. That's Event Scene and it's available at outlets around the city. We'll talk a little bit more about Event Scene and the people supporting it. But first off, uh, you know, you're a relatively new arrival on Cork's music and arts community. You've been here now for the bones of two years, I want to say. Two, three yeah, years. Yeah, a year, year and a half. Yeah, no, it's actually fairly new, like very new. Maybe give us a little bit of, of a run-through for those who aren't familiar with you, with your <laughs> artistic, poetic and musical background. So I come from a very countryside, remote place of France in the border, at the border with Switzerland. So it's like the mountains and forests and lakes and that's pretty much it. So... You know, I don't come from a big city where we had loads of gigs and festivals. So basically, my friends just made, created their own festivals and gigs. So I come from a very DIY scene there. And I started working, they were a bit older than me, and I just wanted like to be part of it. 
So I just volunteered to pour beer and take pictures for them. And I was 14. <laughs> so, uh, so I started doing that and then started playing a bit of music with them. And then, you know, like we kept going and doing things because things were not coming to us. So we just made them happen. And yeah, I just kind of kept with that vibe, really. So like whenever I see something that I like or that I would like to see, I just make it. But that's 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 the joy of the arts community here in Cork also, simply because of a lack of infrastructure prior. Yeah. So that's how I ended up staying in Cork really. That's because I saw that right away. I like believe it or not, when I think of it now, I find it really funny, but like the first places I saw in Cork I was here I was supposed to be here for like two days. And the first places I saw were Plugged and Gulped and oh. Charlie's and you know, um, the friary and places yeah. that just like do things. <laughs> but that's and I thought, wow, this is cool. But even then, that's a lot of a jump to go. You know, I've been here for two days. Yeah, it's class. I want to live here. Kind oh, of, that the, it didn't the, happen like process? that. <laughs> go on, so. uh, yeah, I came back. Uh, so I just saw. It. I was basically traveling around the country in a camper van um, with someone I barely knew, and stopped in Cork for a couple of days. It was fun. Came back a few months later thinking, I need to check it out again. It's, it was it was interesting. And I thought I would stay for a couple of weeks then. And then it was just like too much. Like it was too interesting. And people were just like telling me about all those projects I could be part of. And they, you know, they were kind of like inviting me to be part of that. Yeah. And one day I thought, Jesus, I really don't want to. Like it sucks that I have to leave. And I thought like nobody's really making me leave. So I might as well stay. Exactly. And so it's been a year and a half now. <laughs> you, have to, you have to listen to yourself, though, by that same token, when something like that is calling you. Or yeah, yeah. I mean, it. It was, well, I mean, it was easy as well. I was in, in like, like between projects in France and, like, had nothing really holding me back. Well, I had to, like, you know, give a few phone calls and be like, yeah, by the <laughs> way, uh, boss, I'm actually not coming back to work. Hey, housemates, I'm actually not coming back to the house. Hey, parents, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and stayed. And yeah, I really don't regret it. Like, it's been a lot of fun. But that's extraordinary to just kind of, for somebody to just kind of find their place in the world uh, as readily as kind of, you know, as, as you have. Uh, yeah, Cork made it very easy uh, for me. Like, at first it was really funny. Like, things just kept coming to me, like, in people. Uh, like, like, I don't know I, I don't know if it's what Cork does all the time but like they were like oh you should be part of that thing that's how I started working with Vanzine with Jonathan he was like oh I'm doing this thing I'm not sure where this is going and I was like well let's take it to the next level it's going to be great yeah. <laughs> but that's how we've been always but it's just amazing to kind of see it through another lens or to see a story like yours where people are kind of coming in kind of sight unseen yeah. And just really getting into it, which is such an encouraging phenomenon in terms of, you know, the validity of what we do here and the validity of DIY in Cork culture and Cork society. But um, in terms of getting to know people yeah, in that, you know, Cork obviously has a whole cast of characters to do with the arts and music. Uh, kind of who was your first contact and what was the process like of, you know, slowly putting those feelers out around the scene? Wow, this is hard. Um, do you know how Cork is? It's like community. It's like a music community and an art community. So like, I can't really say who's like the first person 
I met here, you know. Mm. Um, but I know that, like, it is hard to move to a new city. Like, you don't know anyone. You have no, you have no life. <laughs> yeah. You have no project to work on, so you're kind of like floating around, and it's weird. And for me, the way to deal with that was through going to loads of gigs and things that made me feel good, mm. and just. You just I just started to chat people and people were chatting to me and like the things we chat the most about is music and art so yeah. in that community anyway so we found common common things to talk about and common projects to work on together yeah now that's how things happened much like with, I guess with fencing or with dead pigeon club but um you always wonder because a lot of the things that are part of our scene here are such institutions to us and we yeah. would have grown up with them etc that it's mad to hear about them in kind of the third person <laughs> what were your thoughts walking into Plugged for the first time <laughs> and how long did it take Albert Toomey to throw some sort of weird insult at you? <laughs> um, I'm usually a bit uncomfortable when I, walked into, when I walk into a place for the first time yeah. but I don't want this to hold me back so I usually break the ice with a joke or something like obviously uncomfortable and, and, and weird yeah so I guess, I think, if I remember well, that's what I did the first time I walked into uh, uh, Plogged, which was still at the Triscoll at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think Albert responded really well, and now we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> but he's one of those people that will kind of just... Uh, what what did he list himself? He listed himself as a hassle merchant on LinkedIn, which is a f- probably the best <laughs> job description I think I've heard for Albert Toomey. But it's one of those things where... You know, if you can throw it back at him, etc., he's cool with you. We're going out to some tunes from a playlist that you've chosen for us for the week. Earlier on, we had Elaine Malone with Mindless and Crevice with Black Box. And Elaine is playing this weekend at yes. Quiet Lights, isn't she? On Friday at the Roundy. I can't wait. It's going to be huge. And she's also playing with Inny K, correct? Yeah. Cool. The Roundy is part of Quiet Lights Festival. For more information, check out quietlights.net. But coming up now, uh, you've got Laurie Shaw with Sophistication. Yeah, um, yes, Laurie Shaw, who is playing at the Roundy as well on the 16th. That's a gig we decided to do together with a Celebrity Power Couple as well. Uh, very mysterious power moves. Very mysterious. That would be, uh, should I say who it is? I'm not sure. Mm, maybe you should just like, come on Maybe we should 16th. leave things yeah. to mystery. Yeah, I think I don't want to say who it is. Um, yeah, Laurie Shaw. Uh, I, actually, Laurie Shaw is one of the first bands I've seen live in Cork ever. Oh, with the Swamp I, People? Yeah, it was when he was playing with, I think, the Great Balloon Race last year sometime in May. And you have Arthritis, um, the uh, spacefarer from Luke on 5 uh, with Hot Garbage. Oh yeah, delighted. I love I love Arthritis. I love what he does. I love his character. I love him as a musician. So yeah, listen to his stuff. He's such a good dude. And the other thing is, you know, he inhabits that character once he's up there. He's something of a bon vivant outside of it. I, 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 again, I'm pronouncing that terribly, but <laughs> he's just a very creative person. You know, like if you, I think you could give him an instrument or any idea, and he will go with it, and he'll be like, "Yeah, cool, let's do that." You know, and he'll has he'll have loads of ideas for it. We'll get to arthritis momentarily, but first, this is Laurie Shaw with sophistication here on Red on Red.
Your brother's just grown out of shoplifting and gardening to girls. Your mom is just a stranger bookending the day, sat at the table with her head in her hands. After your dad left for the late shift girl in the Yellow River Chinese, she's only 22. And he says she's warm to you Oh, that afternoon your mum went in And tried to break her nose It's a rubbish month and everyone at school knows, I suppose But tonight, there's something in the air There's the carbon monoxide Settling just inches above you, round here And you get a lift to Kira's And you both get dressed together You've got a new concoction You can make the doubt fade out just like some soap You can bring the theme song on And the song you've got on is sophistication To forget in the mass exodus to the toilets to do makeup, Anthony's making me blush. She says he bought me a drink and said we should do shots together. Well, I don't know, he's nice and all, but I much prefer Trevor with his kind of shy demeanor. Ah, but his dad's a mentalist. She says I don't care, I want to get myself into this. So, how I'd like to lose myself to him, he is the one I know it. And she laughs, well, if he's the one, then I'm Olivia Newton. John, and then she asks Kira, can you roll a fag for me? I'm gonna make him want me. Come on, ladies, let's do sophistication. <laughs> Smoking shelter with a stupid gangly friends Two of them she's kissed before And one of them for weeks on end They thought I got Sarah pregnant But she was just late She nearly told her mum and everything is tempting fate You spark it up, start coughing Thank God nobody's watching And the rain is beating on the corrugated plastic awning And there's an irritating man requesting Identifications but he doesn't ask you Cause he knows that what you brought tonight So Hi, I'm Eloise Do you have a life perchance? Can I borrow a lighter for me? A light for my cigarette A light so I can light my cigarette Cause God knows that I need that Oh God, I'm blowing it, she thinks And when he says sorry, no She nearly knocks Christopher's drink out of his hand Those hands that snake their way up the tides One night last August And when they kiss, he must have thought that they were making love She thinks that's Rebecca's theory anyway Cause she got with him last Sunday He did the same to her when they were kissing in the woods And were discovered by some children on an egg hunt so much for sophistication
says, oh, Eloise. And she says, yeah, Trevor, that's me. Is your dad the one in prison or the one that's banging Sean Leon? Oh, no. It's foolish here, it's got its fingers on the lower of your back. The fear is here, it found you here. You thought that you could change your clothes, smoke a fag, drink some beer, strike a pose. And finally, that you could wipe the slate clean with some sweet sophistication.
Arthritis, the man from Lucon 5 with Hot Garbage here on Red on Red, still joined in studio by Oriane Dubow of Ventzine. I was calling it Cork Zine Fair. It's Doppelganger is the official title for Doppelganger, yeah. Well, I, I do add uh, the Cork Zine Fair as well to as it. Like, yeah, of course. But okay. I did want I did want to uh, give it a name. We were mentioning there your introduction to the Cork music scene and you've really carved a role for yourself in and around kind of artist facilitation, musical facilitation and as we'll get to later, zines and media facilitation. Your main role creatively in the past while has been part of the Dead Pigeon Club, which has its rehearsal space somewhere in the city that I'm not allowed to mention on pain of a roasting from Darren (laughs) Keane. But suffice to say, you're all busy bees and it's a real hive of activity. And from your end of things, you helped organise the first Dead Pigeon Club show at the Roundy in November, I want to say. Uh, Yes. Yeah, exactly. How did the Dead Pigeon Club come together and where does that name come from? <laughs> oh, that's a great story. Um, the the Dead Pigeon Club uh, was born from yeah. We had one of us heard of a space uh, that was available that wasn't used for anything, and I tend to jump into uh, projects that I'm excited about. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, go on. And that's how it happens, I, though. You got to take these opportunities as they occur. Yeah. I was like, that's great. I want I want a space to play music and there's a bunch of us who'd be delighted to have a space to play. So um, we all have different projects in this uh, in this collective. But it's great. Yeah, we just make it work. We all work with other people on our own. And yeah, it just ha- it's just great. Like, And uh, the name comes from Rory Dale and myself were cleaning the space when, when we were trying to make it a, a rehearsal studio. And we found a rotting dead pigeon, so I thought it was just a perfect name. Unreal. I offered it to collect it to the collective, and they loved it. So I hope they, I, I hope the rent is half decent for what you're finding down there. Quite frankly, ah, you know, it's still Cork. I think, yeah, like I mean, we're there, so that means we can be there. Yeah. But um, I mean, we do need in Cork more spaces for artists and for musicians. And for creativity in general, I think it's a massive issue in Cork at the moment. Alongside so much else to do with just displacement, um, development in the city, uh, the property bubble and all of this. All of these yeah. are external factors that are impact. Like They've already negatively affected uh, the arts community in so many different ways with the closure of the Camden, the downsizing of Sample, yeah. uh, among other things. And now, again, even just finding a place to live in the city for artists to even put down a base is getting harder and harder. And again, it's like kind of from an outsider's point of view, you know, like I'm not from Ireland, I'm not from Cork, but from having lived in so many different countries and and cities, like I think Cork like is in a situation that's just weird. It is. Like it's such a creative city in terms of the amount of artists and musicians that there is here is mad, but they have nowhere to be. And have no platform to, like, you know, share their stuff, like... Well, we've always been kind of the cool second city compared to Dublin. But in terms of spaces, you know, a scene has always subsisted or survived on finding places to go or even making places to go out of existing spaces, um, as we did during the recession. But it's definitely in a weird space now where, more so than ever, 
you know, there's a property boom happening in Dublin and people are kind of looking to replicate that success down here to, you know, the results that you've seen. I think a lot of the properties that are being built, they're going to be exclusive by dint of the rent that's being asked for them. I think once the property bubble cools down, I think we'll hopefully see that situation stabilised to where artists can afford to kind of move back into town. I think also, like, even there's, there's, there's artists being able to come back to the city, but there's also, I think, a public support that needs to be found, you know? Like, I think I think art shouldn't be the least on the on the list. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? Like... But I think that's a matter of attitudes. That's a matter of engagement. And I think you're seeing efforts over the years like Quarter Block Party, etc., that have placed the arts and placed discussion and performance directly in working areas of the city and put them at the centre of city life. I think more initiatives like that that kind of place the emphasis on community and place the emphasis on the place of arts in people's everyday lives. Yeah. I think it's where it's going to go. And I don't think that that reckoning is really too far away either. But as well as being involved with the Dead Pigeons, we were talking earlier about about it being a collaborative effort with yourself. You were kind of talking a little bit about how it came together, how mm. you met himself and how how it's taken off as a collaborative effort. But maybe take us a little bit through the process of taking an issue of Vencine from concept to production to realisation. What is the effort that goes into it and what are the supports that are available to you as you're doing so? Okay, um, so for the process, I'd say... So we, Jonathan and I just brainstormed ideas uh, for a theme. So mm. just like simple simple words that would just, just came up. Evocations. Exactly, and... And at some point we were like, hmm, I like the sound of that one. Yeah, cool. Um, and we just posted it on Twitter. We we only use, we actually only use Twitter uh, to talk about the zine and to put the word out there. And yeah, and loads of people just like contacted us with their pieces. And all of this sounds like it was done in one day, but like that's actually a long process to you know. Put the, it always is, especially with print and especially now. Yeah, and to put the word out there and you know get people's interest and but artists uh, respond well and zinesters as they call them respond well as well and um, yeah so like I pick the pieces that we receive I don't really like you know like I try not to uh, censor anything and I just try to look at all angles and all art art techniques and all that the visual arts pieces that you run as part of the zine as well that illustrate the poems they're obviously subject to the same evocations and the same word as well yeah yeah that's all one word okay and people's inter- interpretation of it um so sometimes you can't see like you i think you couldn't really guess the theme you know from reading benzene yeah but uh it just it gives people a base and it is interesting to see what they come up with because sometimes it's super heavy and dark and sometimes it's very joyful and just a little comic and it's beautiful and yeah that's what you get when kind of such broad invocations like you mentioned Pulse um, that could evoke any amount of imagery in a person or in someone I could remind them of a time in their life it could remind them of an emotion that they felt or a person and you really don't know what kind of viscera you're going to pull out of somebody really until they kind of sit down and live with that word for a little bit and then start putting 
you know, pen to paper. But um, you also get some supports from various local businesses in the production and distribution process. Yeah, uh, we could do without it, but then we would be very dependent on the amount, the num- yeah, the amount of, of uh, copies we sell. And it's just nice to like collaborate with businesses that we like. Mm. So like the people who help us are um, the Bunker, Plogge and Soma. And those three places are like friends now, you know. Yeah. So uh, they support us, they distribute it, and yeah, they help us pay for for printing basically. So that helps us put artists' words out there without, you know, having to think that will sell more, that won't sell, and like if I have to, if we have to lose a bit of money sending a zine to whatever country, and like without charging 10 euro for postage then we'll, that that gives us that chance like. and does it travel because I know obviously it's around Cork and you've taken it with you on your travels uh, hither and over but um, in terms of stockists rather zine stockists rather than just mailing directly to people like is there a big uptake on stock outside of Cork um, there's Dublin we mm. had Bang Bang oh Bang Bang yeah those guys are amazing lovely yeah uh, and they have other zines uh, and even zine makers working there whose zines will be at the zine fest it's all connected unreal <laughs> and uh, we are in Bristol speaking of the zine shops have you had the chance to check out uh, Pop on Patrick's Key yes actually yeah, uh, we have a few copies there as well available at Pop on Patrick's Key yes um, and we are in France too of course what has the response been in France to something that's kind of so kind of Carconian in its identity <laughs> um that's a weird one because uh, it's distributed in the Alps and in Chamonix and the, half the town in Chamonix is English speaking anyway. Yeah. So so in terms of language anyway, it's not a barrier and like wherever it's actually not. Um, I sent copies of a benzene in loads of random places in France. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's, so it's actually it's actually good. It's fantastic to see a piece of Cork DIY culture kind of travelling so well and taking so well. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Doppelganger, the Cork scene fair. But first, we'll head to some more tunes that you've picked for us. Um, you got the Bonk, Waterford slash Cork, psychedelic improv yes. mastery with Ancestor. Cool. Yeah, no, I just love their tunes. Let's go. Cool. <laughs> uh, and you got the Sunshine Factory, um, young Cork, shoegazing, psychedelic buys with negative lights yeah I definitely want to hear more uh, of them um, I, I find them amazing I want to see more gigs they don't gig too often anymore I do know. they they were kind of running regularly they did something at the crane there not too long ago and they put out a live single from it but yeah, it's, yeah. One, it's one of those lads that you kind of you're lucky enough to kind of catch them on a once in a blue moon these yeah, days yeah I just want their I want their, their records and their gigs and all of it we'll get straight into it so this is The Bonk with Ancestor here on Red On Red.
the Sunshine Factory with negative lights here on Red on Red still joined in studio by Oriane Debeau of Doppelganger the Cork Zine Fest and we'll get into it momentarily but before we approach Doppelganger itself and the process of getting it organised you've just formally launched I suppose a name that you've been operating under informally for the last while Shaky Shots which is kind of a catch-all for your workshop activity your printing activity but also your photography you've been using it obviously since before you came to Cork but it's really kind of established and settled itself here what's the process been like of kind of putting everything under one banner and how has it been received so far um, yeah I kind of needed a platform like it took me a long time to figure out how I wanted to do this mm. like is production activities and promoting activities and also my own work as a photographer or I draw like is this like two separate things is it one identity I don't know I d- it took me a long time to figure that out uh, but I've been putting up gigs and events on my own for bit more than a year so I thought I needed a place for that and yeah I just like using my own photography for posters and things <laughs> it's, it's the most rewarding thing to see something of yours stressed out and at eye level connected to bringing more people toward more gigs yeah it's the absolute best but you've also brought your zine making workshops yeah. uh, in among this and you know the common denominator between everything that you've been doing has been the DIY ethic, but also activism. And you've been doing workshops to enable people to create their own zines, hand-bind their own zines, make, uh, you know, limited runs, etc. for distribution. But you've also been tying in with social causes around the city uh, to further kind of open up discourse and create a formal chronicle of what's been happening. Specifically, you've got one coming up at Rebel Reads on Father Matthew Key with Gender Rebels Cork in association with the Transgender Equality Network. Yeah, yeah. so Tenny and Cork Gender uh, Rebels. Yeah, so it's just, I think activism is very important. And I think, like, it's all politics, you know? Like, if you're an artist, if you're making anything, you are confronted to politics and things that you will hate and things you will love and things you want to support. This is all activism. And I think, for me anyway, if I put on a gig or if I make whatever I make I want it to have meaning and if it can resonate with other people then it's great it doesn't it's cool too but like if I can in any way help other people put their voice out there and you know that's what it's all about so that's how I actually started wanting to organize gigs I was like oh wow I really love what that person makes and plays and they're not playing because they're not sure or they don't have time or they don't know the right people or whatever like I want to do this for them and And it wasn't really for me and being unsure is kind of so much of it for so many people for so many different reasons yeah as in just kind of the unconfidence that sometimes the world can beat into people I mean you're talking about creativity and you're talking about um, enabling people because so much of the world kind of predicates on consumption and the amount of time you can spend in a public space is kind of commensurate with the amount of coffees you can buy or the amount of teas you can buy or just kind of any other spaces bar maybe libraries and now Rebel Reads and it's almost to the point now where we're at the point where the act of creating itself for people outside or on the fringes of society 
is as transgressive. The process itself is transgressive. Yeah. As the finished product. Maybe take us through the process of a zine making workshop and how you tie it into themes and causes at hand. Um Well, actually that went the other way around for that one, for okay. that project. Um I was chatting with Lilith from Tenny and with Jack from Cork Chandler Rebels and like we were chatting at Rebel Reads with a bunch of other people and talking about issues they face and and happy moments as well and I was thinking wow this is not like a conversation I have every day and like there's loads of things I'm actually learning here this is not like okay mm. I should know and and they were looking for more places to talk about that as well so I thought well you know I have I have something here that we could do uh, and for the for the pop-up pop uh, zine library at Double Ganger, like there'll be loads of zines about loads of different topics and um, about activism. So I thought like that would be a great platform for them to like talk about things and even like joke about things as well. You know, like yeah. zines are like activism takes very different forms, but like little comic strips and little little drawings and jokes and poems and whatever it is like exactly it's just having a platform where you can talk and say things helping them because um, like when you're in front of a, a blank piece of paper and you're told to make a zine like that's first of all that's a lot of pressure um, like you're being told that you're like someone's gonna read you and will have to relate to you you know like <laughs> just a lot of pressure and uh, so yeah that's um, that's a big part of a workshop it's like saying okay like whatever you have to say that's all ground like it's uh, it's the point of zines there's no one behind you telling you this is not good enough or this is not funny enough we that's not um, good material to sell like that doesn't matter all that doesn't matter it's just like say whatever you have to say just in terms of doppelganger in general yeah how has preparation been thus far kind of how does one kind of go about contacting zine makers and kind of corralling them all in one place because like with any other creatives it can be difficult to kind of herd cats so to speak yeah I'm I'm uh, organising that on my own so I've been doing all that by myself <laughs> um, I've contacted so many people so many artists uh, but like I've been amazed how people respond to that I was just I don't know I just give them a little a little, a few lines on what it's about and why I'm doing this, and um, people just send me their zines. Like I got zines from Japan, from the Philippines, from Australia, from the UK, the US, France, Italy, Morocco. What must your bookshelves be like? Bloody hell! <sighs> you don't want to see the state of my <laughs> of my living room at the moment. In terms of the concept, where does the idea for a fair specifically for zines in that we have a, a culture of zines in Cork obviously but to a lot of people it's kind of associated with a certain time and place for Cork City so in terms of the undertaking to pull all of these disparate elements together put them in one place etc where did the idea come from and what has been I suppose the process of realisation how has the venue been like to work with etc um, I guess the idea comes from so many people, people asking me what's a zine like, you know, well, it's fair enough, like, actually, because the zine, the zine scene, yeah. <laughs> as we could call it, is, like, very strong, but, like, stays within, a, like, a zine community. It's like, I was actually reading a, p a piece about, 
I think the San Francisco uh, Zine Fair a few days ago. And it was really funny because they were they were saying that it's basically a lot of people making zines, uh, trading zines with each other, and that's what it is. It's so true. Like if you into if like the people who buy zines already into zines are probably make zines themselves. Yeah. Uh, but if you leave that circle, people don't know what a zine is. They used to in like the 70s when it was huge or uh, beginning of the 80s. Even as recently as the 90s in Cork. Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. But, uh, but you know, like it was still in a, in a certain music community then. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's where the idea comes from. People asking me, what's a zine? And I was thinking, Jesus, like that, that would be great to show them what it is rather than saying because what, what, what do you want to say it's DIY independent what like project yeah. on paper yeah cool in the process of illustrating what a zine is and what it um, what it means you've also put together as you mentioned earlier speakers like Declan Sinnott Natalia Bayless is there going to be more in the way of talks is this kind of just a pop-up shop more so than anything else no okay yeah that's a good question so it's not a shop uh, it's more of a zine library, so you can take a copy, sit down, have coffee, read about whatever, and um, that's it. Like it's you don't buy the zines. There'll be a few zines for sale, but like that's not the point of the of the of the thing. Um, so this is your personal stash. Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> Uh, no, there's actually also uh, the the zine archive, forgotten zines uh, from Dublin. Yeah. who is lending me a ton of zines. He does good work. I've seen documentaries there recently on, yeah. enough on his work when researching for the exhibition last year. Yeah, Tom. Two years Tom ago. Tom is yeah. doing a great job. Um, he's very friendly. And yeah, no, it's it's actually very impressive. We, we had a chat last time I was in Dublin and um, it's really impressive the amount of work and personal time that he puts into that. Um, and yeah there'll be two workshops as well there'll be a workshop on beginning to make your own zines and how little money it can take and I don't know like how little yeah like it's just like an easy way to talk about things uh, there'll be a workshop about collages um, an underestimated art form in terms of the DIY sphere yeah, and in terms of like expression, like if you don't know how to draw, if you're not confident in uh, making comics or whatever, like just take other people's photographs and drawings and whatever, whatnot, and put them together. Reappropriate, create new forms, etc. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Even like different material, everything you find. Now I'm actually being a bit obsessed now, wherever I am. I'm like, oh, that piece of paper could be great in a zine or that. That that yeah, that shirt there <laughs> would be great on a zine, you know. So yeah, there'll be loads of things and yet yeah, talks and the idea behind it is that I don't want people to feel like uh, they're not they can't like they're not part of this, you know. Like how sometimes you go to an event and you're like, oh, this is not for me. Mm. I want to be I want the event to be as inclusive as possible. Um, I want all communities to feel welcome, and I don't want people to feel like if they can't buy anything they shouldn't come in so that's why things are more like to read and like it's more of a place to chill and hang out rather that, than buy things that premium on public space again when we come back we'll talk a little bit about fundraisers for uh, Doppelganger but first we'll go back to some more tunes 
You have The Altered Hours with Open Wide, taken from their On My Tongue EP, released uh, earlier this year, and Speculative Fiction featuring Joan and DK with Rattlesnake. The Altered Hours, since really taking on another form after their stupendous performance at the Jazz Festival last year. You know, they've been incredibly busy. This On My Tongue EP has just been a real snapshot of where they are. It's a lot more kind of wiry and a lot more kind of just trimmed down. Apparently they've got a couple of bigger things lined up for them in the new year. What were your first thoughts on hearing The Altered Hours for the first time? <laughs> um, for those of you, you, of you who were there, uh, my first gig, my first Altered Hours gig was at Plogge the week when it closed down. Oh, stop. <laughs> what a show. So it was a very funny introduction to, to The Altered Hours and really impressive and mind-blowing and and I didn't get a ticket so I was actually outside of Galt uh, staring by the window the portal, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, yeah I just really wanted to see that gig no matter what you know? yeah but I mean like it's that was an unusually energetic performance even for them considering the small space considering the the circumstance you also have Spec Fiction and Joan and DK with Rattlesnake yeah um I was at the well. I saw speculative fiction a couple of times, but um, I saw speculative fiction a couple of times. But um, I was at the event, the Truth About Irish Hip Hop, where there was the screening of the documentary and a couple of uh, of acts. And that night was so amazing. I just loved it, and I thought the documentary was really well made and really cool. And yeah, I I was like. I left the place and I was like, I'm so proud to be Irish and I'm so proud to be a rapper. And I was like, yeah, I'm none of those at all. Like, so good job, you know. That could be a full podcast there. You know, like We could go on for two hours about Irish hip hop. I'd, I'd be keen. Let's, let's do it. And how cla- <laughs> that, that's something we'll come back to. Um, part two of the Oriane Dubois interview. This is The Altered Hours with Open Wide here on Red on Red. It's how you lie It's how you lie 
Got a weight on my mind like a ten-ton anvil Should've dropped up outright havoc Grey matter is frail and banjack Stout and a cork in the rough Atlantic Head thumps like a thunder cracking Fed up with the skull I'm trapped in Need to get out, should've bunk a taxi Can't scoot off with the flux get past her Self-low then puppet master Tugging our strings to his own disaster Marionettes are left tangled I'd be better off as a lonely dancer In a slump even though I can't understand it Anxious panic like lungs are collapsing I just wanna quit and chalk my anguish to the wind Till the cyclone passes The mind is a region designed to sow season So you'd wanna stay mindful of the harvest you're reaping Tarnishing achievements The arsenal's depleted Courage up and leaves you like the girl from Ipanema From the incubator to the fibrillator Every filthy crater's on the brink of failure you can tip the scale till it's in your favour Are you fit to play? Is it in your nature? Will you wilt away and let the illness take you? There is no false destiny It's just choice essentially Yet each choice is meant to be From me sleeping on the bed and nettles, let the moss be made. Here's a toast with a full glass of whiskey. The doors who sit our glasses half empty. Fuck em. Guess they never knew me anyway. Funny when this shit went south for me. There was in the clouds looking down on me. Fuck em, least I got Joe in the clouds looking down on me. Bout to put that crown on me. April Fool's there for you, deja vu rappers acting tough. You fall like autumn leaves. Should've turned the new page. It's easy living for them briefcase politicians. We easy pickings. It's the politics of the spot that you live in. Not the doll. Give a fuck about the tea shot. That it's shadiness on the sunny side of the street is this the money i believe in too preoccupied for happiness gotta pull my weight it's a good thing i'm skinny though got a full plate because this rapture's not attractive or practical to my family a fantasy is what they see in fairy tales and fallacies when all is said and done they all talked and got nothing done when all is said and done should have turned the new page Speculative Fiction featuring Joan and DK, two of Ireland's greatest rappers here on Red on Red with Rattlesnake. Before we wrap up this episode, Oriane, you've got a fundraiser for Doppelganger, the Cork Zine Fair, happening in a... Is it next weekend? Yeah, it's on the 15th. Uh, that's the Saturday, 15th of September at the Friary. On Shandon Street. And there's another zine figure of Cork involved in it. There's uh, Annie Forrester, who's been Ooh. very active in zine making. Uh, she's doing a close swap for the zine fest. So at the, at the fundraiser. For further information on the fundraiser, check out the Friary on Facebook. But um, anything else that you're either involved with or are looking forward to in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, um, there's loads of things happening. So, okay, so there's the um, zine workshop for trans people at Rebel Reads on the 12th. Anyone's welcome uh, on the 15th, the fundraiser, with loads of fun activities. It's going to be great. Uh, 16th, there's Celebrity Power Couple and Laurie Sharplin at the Roundy. Um, 
and I'm working on a couple of zines. There'll be new zines uh, online for sale very soon. My own zines this time and another collection with uh, that's not a zine, that's a new zine I haven't talked about yet, but you'll find out. And where can people find you online on socials? Uh, follow the page Shaky Shots and it's going to be there uh, on Twitter and Facebook. That's about it from this week's episode of Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast from redfm.ie. Thank you very much to Ariane for dropping in. Uh, Thank you for having me. This evening and sharing with us Doppelganger, the Cork Zine Fair, coming up on October 20th. Yes. At, at St. Peter's on North Main Street. And thank you very much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please take the time to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and now Google Podcasts as well as other podcasting platforms. Please share this on your social media and make sure to check out the artists featured online or at an upcoming gig. And if you'd like more Irish tunes, please be sure to listen in to Green on Red on Sunday nights with Alan O'Donovan for the best of all that is Irish on Cork's Red FM, 104 to 106. Congratulations also to Alan O'Donovan for securing an IMRO Award nomination this past Monday uh, for the Green on Red show. Oriane, you're leaving us with fixity and hungry clouds. Something of a recurring feature on this show. Um, there's just something about Dan Walsh and his uh, new directions on music that have struck a chord with others yeah I think it's just very creative and very good and I'm impatient to see the next project oh there is more isn't there there might be more who knows this is Fixity with Hungry Clouds this has been Red on Red and we'll talk to you next week
Red on Red.